Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into State Farm Center, Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper. Welcome into the Atlanta Enquirer podcast, late night edition as Illinois what just happened, Derek? Illinois overcame an 18-point halftime deficit and beats Northwestern 66-62. to What the heck just happened? We're going to talk all about it here. Huge performance from Terrence Shannon, who uh, helped Illinois overcome a huge performance from Boo Booey. Uh, but Ty Rogers and Sear Harris make a big impact. Uh, but, Derek, what the heck just happened, man? Like We, we were sitting there thinking this was going to be a pretty – pretty down podcast or are we are we thinking nine line now for for illinois basketball this felt like even though it's a quad two win this felt like a defining win for illinois uh even though i think we've all questioned is northwestern really this good uh, they're a good team obviously but but to show that metal show that toughness and, and to make comeback after comeback in the second half that that was something we won't forget this team is a ridiculously wild ride. I mean, oh my gosh. Like, I cannot remember. I tried to ask Brad Underwood afterwards to remember a team that has this drastic of an end of the spectrum. When they're really bad, they score 19 points in the first half and make defensive mistakes and let Boo Booey go off. And then when they're really good, you know, they outscore Northwestern one of the top defensive teams in the country, 47 to 25, and shut down Boo Boo in the last 12 minutes of the, of the game. Sincere Harris was great as far as that goes. And you mentioned Shannon going into God mode, you know, takeover. He was, a, he was an absolute monster. And to come off of a, a two-game absence, didn't really know if he was going to play even t- until today. I know he practiced a little bit yesterday. So the highs and lows of this team, even within – and one singular game, like the UCLA game, they're down 15 early second half. Texas, Texas they're yeah. down 10 with eight to go. They're down five with a minute left, and they beat Texas. They're down 18 at, at half in this game, and they win. I I don't know. There, there have been games where obviously they didn't come back. Missouri, Penn State, they, they've gotten blown out, and they've had some ugly moments, but then they've had some, some epic ones too. This is a very memorable game, one that can really, you know, vault them going forward, but – Still, you're sitting there like, which which version's going to show up in March? Which version's going to yeah. even even going to sustain throughout an entire game? Are we going to see one that levels off? I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, but here's the thing, Derek. Um, I, I just say fully embrace it at this point. I, I, we've been talking on this podcast. Like, just get me to March 12th and we'll figure this out because they can beat anybody or they could lose to anybody. Just embrace it at this point. I know, again, there's so much pressure um, for the fan base, I think, more so than this team because they didn't experience it, most of them. Um, I know there's so much pressure because the last two years you didn't get to the Sweet 16. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if this team was because we see the highs that you have Terrence Shannon who can go for 24 and a half or Matthew Meyer who can go nuclear. Like you have that rip cord at times that you can pull that and they're good enough to, to carry you. Um, you have enough depth where Jade Epps and Dane Danger weren't good at all tonight, but you get Ty Rogers and sincere Harris to change the game. Uh, and one guy we don't talk a lot about is, is Coleman Hawkins. Uh, I know he doesn't have the best stat line all the time, but, he steadily always makes an impact, steadily always plays the most minutes on this team, it seems like, uh, and made a game-changing play at the end with the, the block on, on Boo Booey. But yeah, I would just ride this roller coaster, man. Like I, I know it's frustrating, but um, I think there's a lot of probably coaches in the Big Ten that would take this roster heading into March, Derek, because they can overcome an 18-point deficit and, and beat ranked Northwestern they can overcome a deficit against UCLA and beat them. They can overcome a deficit against Texas. It's wild, but there are points of it that can be pretty dang fun. For sure. And yeah, I think if you think of it this way, like a couple of years ago before the one year transfer rule, this would have been a big time transition year, a rebuilding year for Illinois and, and would have been a circumstance where you probably, you know, fighting just to go to the tournament, probably on the wrong side of the bubble, just looking at it uh, as far as takes Shannon and Meyer and, and even Dane off this team. I know Dane transferred mid-year last year, but still, uh, if you if you think about it in that sense, or if you think about it, you know, where Ohio State's at, a similar roster build that we talked about it before on, the, on this podcast, that they didn't get the type of star power in the portal that you did. But there have been some circumstances where, you know, trying to build a roster this way hasn't worked out that well. Now, can you look at the overall talent? I know Tom Izzo, when they played Illinois, he said, I think Illinois has got the most talented roster in the Big Ten. Can you be frustrated about the the roller coaster nature of it and not living up to your, your potential or, or just having a frustrating time where, you know, Brad says we didn't have effort in the first half. We had terrible mental focus, and you're kind of wondering – why is that the case? Why does Brad have to get on this team's case sometimes just persistently to get them to, to click into place? And then you see what can happen when they they really can go because, you know, Shannon's super athletic and and showed and reminded people in case they forgot after a week or so how good he really is. And Myers stepped up there in the second half, too, with his energy on the glass. And I know his, his stat line as far as shooting wasn't the best, but when you have two guys that combined for two points in the first half and then ended with 40 combined like that star power in the portal that just overwhelmed Northwestern I mean there's there's so many different angles from this that we can talk about like, I didn't even notice all of Myers points were in the second half yeah <laughs> it's wild I mean I think fully you know deserving of sincere to you know Brad Underwood goes into that press conference you were there in, in Vegas and he yeah. says sincere won us the UCLA game because he turned the tide and to to follow that up tonight and have him be the the one that he points to again. I thought Sincere, even at the offensive end, had some some tough takes that he made, some ones I didn't think were going to end very well, but he made some big baskets. Uh, had, had one that I think tied the game at one point, and yeah, to be able to make Bowie score, or really contribute to Bowie scoring three points in the last 12 minutes was huge, yeah. and Ty's energy on the glass and toughness was great. Again, but the, I think it's wild. You can you can talk about giving up yet another career high and talk about 
some of the slow starts and talk about, you know, are Shannon and, and Meyer going to have enough help offensively? There, there's so many angles to t- attack this, but yeah, it was a, a huge game and, and one that is going to be one that maybe didn't, maybe doesn't help you as much as it could have hurt you, but yeah. still, I think it was really big to get. Listen, I don't know if anybody likes hearing that they're probably going to be a six or seven seed, but do you like it that you're the six or seven seed? Nobody wants you months to play. Like no one wants on their pod. I don't know. Is that any, uh, I guess it's equally frustrating, but equally exciting because I think this team is capable of doing that, but we've talked about that. Uh, tonight was a reminder. Oh yeah. Terrence Shannon. He's a star. He's, he's the most talented guard. Uh, maybe besides Jet Howard in the, in the big 10, Bryce Sensible obviously is up there too. Um, but, man, he, he's just a load. And, and Northwestern had no answer for him. And Chris Collins said afterwards, you know, we knew he was going to go left and we really couldn't stop it. And then he'd go right and just hit that step-back three-pointer. Uh, man, that was – I talked to you. I said, this is UCLA, Shannon, going off. And that's exactly what Brad Underwood said. Again, to have him – and you've talked about it, Derek. We hadn't seen Meyer and Shannon go off together. They did in the second half. And boy, that's a supernova. Yeah, it's just the the fifth time. I think it's a high major. They both scored 13 plus. And yeah, Shannon, when he's making threes in addition to what he can do downhill, he's he's an absolute load. And to hit those pull up jumpers, four threes on, on five attempts from deep. And I mean, Chris Collins talked about it. Northwestern knew where he was going. He's going left hand drive if he wasn't going to pull up and shoot it. And Northwestern does a great job of contesting around the basket. They make you shoot threes because they're so good at packing the lane and being able to contest, you know, they're in the paint. They don't give up many shots at the rim, but uh, he just out-athleted guys. He, he was just in uh, complete NBA Jam fire mode and, and gets going in transition too. He had a steal and an Eurostep takeover. Uh, this place was on fire because of what Terrence Shannon was doing and yeah. it reminded you that he's he can just absolutely overwhelm you. And again, like he, he's had some some ebbs and flows this season. I, you know, in, in Big Ten play, Myers probably been overall your best player, but Shannon tonight showed that you know his his ceiling when you, you can combine that strength, that ability to get to the free throw line, which he did, and then when he's shooting it, it's it's a ton to handle. Yeah, like what do you do? Like you can't do anything when he's shooting well from three. Uh, especially just off the bounce. I mean, Illinois had what six assists tonight. Like they, there, Northwestern had seven. There were thirteen assists in this entire game. It was a lot of isolation, um, and, and Boo Booey certainly can do that. Audi's not quite as good, but if it gets to an isolation game, you know Shannon and Meyer are capable of it. Meyer's been way better at it than Shannon here recently, but Shannon was. He wasn't only aggressive in making shots, Derek, but he was the leader on that court. Like, I know Harrison Rodgers gave energy, made some big plays. I thought Coleman and Matthew made some some big plays. But you could just tell Shannon wanted this towards the end. And he was he was feeling himself, and, and they need that. Uh, they, they, they lacked any kind of leadership in the first half. And Terrence coming back from concussion protocol seemed like he was just kind of feeling his way through. Second half, man, he just – he felt good when he made a couple shots, and he just took over uh, and was the aggressor. When he's aggressive, man, he is a load. Yeah, in the first half, I didn't know if he had it, you know, because he had three yeah. fouls, kind of looked a little tentative, and for whatever reason was going through the motions. Like you said, I think he was trying to settle into the game, came off the bench, obviously, and uh, it had been, you know, a week plus since he had played in the game. But 
there in that second half. We've seen Matt be an alpha. I thought he did a great job with that, especially when Terrence was out uh, at Indiana and, and even in the Minnesota game, two games he went 20-plus. But Shannon, with his aggressiveness, uh, again, when he's confident in that three and, and can make it, it's something that, that then teams just – they can't do much with him. And when he's able to get downhill on people and, and draw that contact and finish with aggressiveness, sometimes he's hunt, hunted the foul calls tonight. He was just going and, yeah. and making big time finishes. And yeah, they, he just said, you know, follow follow my lead all the way to the uh-huh. finish line as they stormed all the way back. And the way that they were able to so quickly cut into that lead, like it was 18 and down to single digits real quick in that second half. It, it could have been a situation where Northwestern, held them off a little longer than you kind of wonder if Illinois just goes away and, and dies. But uh, he was a, a big catalyst of, of making sure that became a game again real quick. And obviously they just chipped away and chipped away and, and made plays late. We saw Latulip on the court after this game, and it was 17-3 run to start the second half for Illinois. Uh, and that was after a 23-5 run for Northwestern to end the half. Illinois made two field goals in the final 11 minutes of the second or first half. It was ugly as Illinois went 0 for 11 from three. Uh, and then they, it must've been something about the, the South rim here, Derek, we got to go check that <laughs> after the game because it must be tight or something. Northwestern couldn't make anything in basically in the second half. Uh, but this North, what, what was it? Seven of 14 in the first half for Northwestern, seven of 13 in the second half for Illinois. Uh, so I don't know. It must be the, the backdrop here is, is a little bit better without all the crush in, in the tunnel there. But um, it was a great, insane run, 17-3 to start the second half. Northwestern 12-0, Illinois 14-2. Uh, then Bowie makes a couple more free throws, and then Illinois goes on another 9-0 run. Um, and, and what's impressive there, Derek, is, of course, defense. You're getting stops. And this team we know can defend. Northwestern can defend uh, as well. But to make those kind of runs, you don't only need you know, Meyer or Shannon to do their thing. You, you need to c- continue to get stops. And that was really impressive in the second half. And, and again, it's two freshmen, man, that kind of lead the way with Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers. I don't want to overlook what Coleman Hawkins did defensively as well as Terrence Shannon. Uh, but Sincere Harris on Boo Booey in the final 12 minutes, you mentioned it, didn't make a field goal. In, in the final 12 minutes, a guy that scored 35 points in this game, 32 in the first 28 minutes, a freshman shut down uh, along with everybody else. But I thought Ty Rogers on the glass changed the game, the, the way he was able to kind of create offensively as well. But those two freshmen, man, um, you know, Sincere's not hasn't had the greatest month here, uh, but Ty has had a fantastic five, six weeks here. It's nice to have these kind of, Ignition switches coming off the bench. Definitely. And, yeah, as far as the end of the court goes, you would have thought that the, the end that got the beer thrown on it pregame would have been the one that didn't have as much scoring. But Who throws a beer? Dude, they were they were getting after. Like they, they were doing, like, Zapruder film stuff, like trying to figure out which direction would have come from. But, yeah, we were in the splash zone, man. We, we, got, we got splashed with the beer, but not cool. Not cool. Really. I don't know. I don't know what kind of beer it was, but uh, I don't. I don't think you throw any kind. You, you got to finish that. Yeah, what do they sell here? It's probably Coors or something like yeah. that. I mean, I, unless they snuck a Keystone, and they, they start drinking Keystone. <laughs> I, I, I might throw a Keystone. You <laughs> might. You might need to throw that thing. But Godwater Piper. That's what we called it back in the day. <laughs> oh, was it man. ten bucks for a thirty pack? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, as far as yeah, sincere. I mean. When he gets in that competitive mode, like the way he's – he doesn't have the, the huge muscles, but, man, that dude will flex and just get into kind of 
he's just so competitive and, and he just loves to loves to get after it. I, I think he sees a big time matchup like Bowie and that, that gets him going. And obviously he did it to Tiger Campbell. Like he was a big reason yeah. why Tiger had a uh, career high, you know, five turnovers in that game against UCLA too. So he can really get into you the way that he is able to be quick twitch and, and just fight. I mean, he, I mean, Marcus Carr too, like he did that late in the Texas game when Mar- Marcus Carr was having a tough time. So he, he's done it to some, some really good guards and man, Bowie, that was one of the, I mean, we've, we've been treated, I think treated to some career highs some big time offensive performances watching against Illinois here recently. What Bowie was doing in the first half was ridiculous. And for go, sincere, let's, let's, yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought, and I got a, I got a point to build on after that. Since sincere to shut that water off on a night when Bowie was was going like that. I mean, it's, it says a lot. Yeah, because they had no one else, right? Barnheiser made a couple shots. One was a ridiculously tough shot. Um, Adige seven points, three for fourteen field goal. That that's a fantastic night for Illinois. Baran three points. Ty Berry two points. Ty Berry went off on you, right, up in Evanston. Um, so to do that, really, really impressive. Um, were you surprised that Illinois did not blitz Boo Boo anymore, get the ball out of his hands, given what they were doing? Brad Underwood trusts straight up man to man defense. Now they, they got out of Trace's hands. I thought that really helped them. Right. Uh, but some of these guys were going off. Brad just kind of sticks with that. that. That would have been the story we were talking about. If Northwestern would have held on here, Terrence Shannon doesn't go off and Illinois doesn't have the great defense at the end of this game. That all happened, but um, kind of went on for a while there. Yeah, I think a little surprise for sure. I think that's one of the the buttons you'd like to push when he's able to to get going like that. And when they have a center like Nicholson, that's not much of a scoring threat, especially if they're going to use him and in, in some of those ball screens or even Barron, you know, who hasn't shot it all that well in the season, you, you try to, get the ball out of his hands because that's kind of what Northwestern was able to do sometimes to Shannon was they put Shannon into ball screen and they blitz him and make him give it up obviously not enough uh to be able to completely slow him down but yeah that that's one of those that you look at obviously we saw something similar with Jalen Pickett where you were like can you just make anyone else beat you I know get out of his hands yeah get it out of his hands I know Penn State shoots three really well but that was one adjustment that that didn't really throw out at at him uh to be able to have sincere help you shut him down Coleman too like Coleman coming up with a big block late uh, I think I mean I think one got counted for a steal because he forced a jump ball I don't know if it was on Bowie or somebody else uh late kind of down the stretch of that second half too but I, I definitely think that's an adjustment that you would have thought you'd see or you'd like to see I will give Brad this credit though as far on the note of adjustments yeah. taking Dane out playing that smaller lineup putting Coleman at the five taking Jaden uh, out Taking Jaden out, and then obviously offensively they kind of just drove Northwestern. They didn't, you know, get caught up too much in that in their spread or throwing it into Dane. They, they're terrible in that playing out of the post trap too. And uh, I think defensively it helped them cover some more ground when they had Sincere and Ty and, and Coleman at the five out there. So, uh, but yeah, I do agree with what you're saying as far as blitzing. I thought especially with Coleman at the five, that's something this team should be able to do. Yeah, they started to hedge a little bit more. Uh, with, with Coleman in there, and I think that's going to be uh, an important tool, man. You, you got it, and and I, yeah, you you said it. Brad did make adjustments here, and you know it was not Dane's night. He was credited with three turnovers, Shad four. Um, one was credited to Shannon that kind of slipped out of his hands, but uh, Danger poor night. Um, Jade Neps you know, kind of asked out of the game with 13 minutes left uh, and never returned. He was going under screens a lot, uh, and, and I don't think Derek that was 
what they called for and because no. Brad Underwood was on him a couple times. Now, Sincere in the first half had some busts as well. Uh, Ty had some as well. Like, they all had them, and, and sometimes you got to tip your cap to – to boo booey like illinois just can't let these guys get going early you can't let him make the first or second one and boo booey made his first four and after that it was it was just amazing uh to, to watch him because then you know you kind of go over those screens and all of a sudden he's driving and he's he's a good finisher around the room i he was one of the most inefficient players in the big 10 yes. and he's still not that efficient but boy he's he's tough man and when he gets going he it's kind of like the Geo Baker thing. It's not always pretty, but he can he can burn you. And he was, as you said, cooking Illinois most of the night. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of been known as a chucker, right? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of just been a dude that takes tough shots. He'll pull from anywhere beyond the arc when he sees a, an opening. And for the most part, I mean, I know Illinois in particular, when he's seen Trent Frazier, has really made his life difficult. You had the stat, was he shooting, what, 25 27%? from the field against Illinois coming into this game or, or <laughs> yeah. prior to this year. I know that he had yeah. – well, even his true goal percentage in Evanston last game, well, he had 15, 16 points because he did a lot at the line. He was like two for 13 from the field. Yeah. He was like 27% in his first uh, five games coming into this year. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah he, he didn't shoot well up in Evanston, so it was probably more closer to like 25% he shot against Illinois, and then all of a sudden he starts cooking them tonight. Uh, yeah. ridiculous performance by him. Like, yeah, there's probably some things Illinois could have done tonight, but once he got going, it, it was just going to be difficult to stop him. We saw that with Jalen Pickett. Once the guy gets confident, man, that, that rim looks like an ocean. Yeah, that's been the problem for this defense is that yep. they've let guys get that confidence early, and then they start hitting some some crazy ones maybe later on in the game. You're like, man, this is just terrible luck that these guys are, are having these nights against the Illini, but if you let them get – some to go down. I mean, that's 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 on you. That's on you to make things tough for them early. Don't let them get in that rhythm. I understand there are some where don't make I, the defensive miscues and mistakes, right? That allow, yeah. allow them to get those shots. Right. I mean, sincere helped off of him on one after he had already buried like three, <laughs> yep. and, and there was that corner that was open, and he and he, yep. he hits that one. Jaden went under a couple of screens. I know, you know, Bowie's tough because he is. He's got good burst off the bounce, and he's he's great at drawing contact in the lanes. So you kind of anticipating his drive a little bit, but, uh, and he hasn't shot the best percentage from three. I think it was like 29% coming in, but he's just been on a heater in general. Um, and I mean, he was taking him with a heck of a lot of confidence. He, he was spectacular. I mean, you got to give him credit and tip, tip your cap for sure. But uh, that's kind of been a, 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 a trend that Illinois has to be able to shake or just be able to address. When you think about postseason plays, you're going to face some talented guys, especially if you go where you ultimately want to go in the tournament. And if you let them, cook early, then it's going to be hard to hard to come back from that. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Derek, they head on the road again to a team that has lost, amazingly, 14 of 15 games. This is some Minnesota-level stuff. Uh, by Ohio State right now, and and they're too talented uh, to do that. They found a way to lose. Well, they have five, six shot attempts on the last possession today uh, to lose at home against Penn State. Yes, yeah, somebody sent me the box score of it. Uh-huh. Uh, missed, I think they had like four or five offensive rebounds, missed five, six three-pointers uh, to to lose to Penn State tonight. Uh, so Penn State one step closer uh, to uh, an NCAA tournament bid, but Ohio State, they are in free fall mode here, Derek, but they are talented um, so you just can't have the, the, the lows that this team is capable of having. You'd love to see just a, a business-like approach. I do expect it to be a competitive game in parts because Ohio State's been competitive. Um, this isn't as bad as Minnesota where they're just not very competitive in most of their games. Um, so I do think there will be some adversity at points, but I kind of expect it's a CBS game. I kind of expect it to be a sleepy arena, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tended to be the case that way out over there in Columbus. I know obviously they care more about about football than basketball, but uh, it's a, it's a pro arena. It's a it's a big venue, and it, it's not usually the the most raucous of environments. And yeah, with the stretch that they're on now, they've lost nine in a row, and like you said, fourteen to fifteen. I think the way you think about it is Ohio State's probably way too talented to go three and seventeen in the Big Ten, so they probably got one more win coming somewhere. You just got to make sure it's not against you. So don't let it be you, yeah. Don't let it be you. Bryce <laughs> Sensiball, we know he's cooled off some since you, you would have marked it when they played here there in late January. I mean, he was scoring like 18, 19 a game in Big Ten play and was flirting with the the lottery as far as where he's projected. Uh, still a, a very capable scorer. One of those again, you like. Don't let him get going early. Don't mm-hmm. let McNeil get three-point looks. Uh, I think Illinois did a pretty good job. At McNeil, when they played the first time, got like one three early and then barely got any chances uh, after that. So uh, I, I'm kind of dumbfounded by Ohio State's just I mean, completely just, fall off a cliff. Just looking right. at the screen here, that that is something. Like, you know, and I, I think Chris Holtman is obviously a heck of a recruiter. I think he's shown, you know, before this year, I know the NCAA tournament success, just like Illinois hasn't happened. I think he's a good coach, um, but but something has gone wrong. I think in that locker room because they look like they quit, and and that's what I think Illinois has to do. You got to step on their throats, man, uh, because if, if if they if you step on their throats and, and go on a big run, I feel like it's a team capable of wilting. And, and I think if if you do that and you play suffocating defense, uh, this team could wilt. Um, but if you let them get going offensively and they get confident, yeah, it's a team that can be scary because they're talented. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like you said, if you really test their will early, I mean, they don't got a lot to play for. They're not going to the tournament since the ball's leaving after this year. I, I don't know if Suing's coming back. I don't even know if he can. Like, uh, and Holtman, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. But if they just lose out, maybe they just <laughs> Notre Dame. Hey, it. yeah, it's just <laughs> best to you up. <laughs> yeah, let you go do your thing, and we'll figure this thing out. But. Um, yeah, I, it is one of those. You got to bring the urgency early. Don't do what you did tonight. Don't do what you have done in a, a you know, against Penn State, where you let 
their talented players get some confidence and, and give them a reason to get up for that game and, and to hang around. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a team that I still think I, I thought coming into the year, they were under, under ranked, underappreciated. Uh, obviously that's been uh, vastly incorrect, but they do have some dudes that can, that can score on you. That's, I mean, they're not, they haven't been that good of a defensive team, but when they have been good, they have been good on offense. Just uh, buckle in and, and Wipe, uh, wipe the sleep out of your eyes early for a Sunday tip. Do, do we bear the lead here, Derek? Did they clinch the NCAA tournament tonight, Illinois? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, yeah, I, I think they really did. Because at 19 and 12, if you lose out here, um, and it, they say 19 and 13, and you lost the first round of the Big Ten tournament to a, in a quad one game, you'd probably be a 10, 11, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think they did that tonight. But now you can really build yourself, and you're now in a four-way tie uh, for the third place in the, in the Big Ten. So you have a real shot at another double bye, which would be an amazing accomplishment if you can finish top four for a fourth straight year in the Big Ten with a completely new roster for the most part outside of Coleman Hawkins, R.J. Melendez, and Luke Goody, um, Brandon Lieb. Um, so – Get a couple more wins here, Derek. You get two more wins. I feel like you will be top four barring tar- tiebreakers, right? Um, and you go on the road to Ohio State. You got one more at home against Michigan, uh, a team that I think Illinois is better than, but is, is obviously talented before you go on the road to Purdue. So uh, one of the next two would be important, I, I think, to, to get that double bye. Uh, but I feel like they'd really help to solidify their NCAA tournament status and, and probably their seeding being a seven, six, seven, eight uh, w- with a win tonight. Yeah, for sure. I think as far as the, the Big Ten seeding goes, you needed to win, including tonight, three of your last four to really give yourself a, a legit chance to get that top four seed. Yep. And we all know, you know, at Purdue, uh, the final game of the season could be really, really tough. Not that they they're, can't do it. They're a different team there, man. They're yeah. Just... I don't know what, you know, Purdue as far as, you know, I guess what they'll play for. They've probably wrapped, they've wrapped up the Big Ten by then, but still, you know, they're looking for a number one seed and – uh, probably, maybe the last time they see Zach Eady. I know he's on mock drafts there, middle yeah. second round, unless Could, he wants to come back and make $10 million a year in NIL. Should we congratulate Purdue yet on winning the Big Ten Championship? Because tonight probably clinched them the Big Ten Championship yeah. as well. <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say so. With uh, uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana at home, Wisconsin on the road. Yeah, they win one more, they got it. Yep. Uh, you know, Indiana could maybe make it a little interesting, but then losing yeah. in West in West Lafayette or not West Lafayette and East Lansing uh, earlier this week, that probably put a damper on that too. Kind of a, a late last ditch comeback, but I think yeah, you needed this one to to make a, a six seed or higher or better, whatever you want to call it, in the NCAA tournament a reality too. If you would have lost yeah. on your home floor, uh, not that Northwestern's a terrible loss, but to you know lose it at home to Penn State. At home to Northwestern, uh, if you wanted that six seed or better, that that's what you needed. You need to be able to be in that mix for that top four seed to be able to to hold on the Ford at home. So it uh, feels like they they've clinched a, a spot in there. Yeah. Feels like if they can win, you know, at home against Michigan or or beat Ohio State, then maybe you're setting the ceiling of, or the the floor at maybe a seven. Yeah. Which if you can get out of that eight nine, I mean that's that's really important. Uh, who you're going to be rooting against here the next couple days is Indiana because against Maryland and Indiana, you don't have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be really difficult. And you're going to be rooting against Northwestern uh, to, to maybe 
lose a bunch of games here so they don't uh, finish in that mix as well. Their so. finish is still really tough. I know we yeah. said that about a couple of weeks ago, and they reeled <laughs> off five in a row. But That's uh, really tough. At Maryland, at Rutgers, and, and home against Penn State. And a Penn State team that's playing, a lot, playing for a lot right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big one. All right, let's uh, wrap up with a few uh, comments from – our people here on the live stream, Sean, this team is a roller coaster. Embrace it. Ride it, man. Yes. It's it's amazing uh, with this team. <laughs> uh, Mike asked, was this the first game of the year where Brad didn't use the starting lineup to start the second half? I feel like there was another one. I think there was another one. But, yeah, he, remember, doesn't, he doesn't do it often, but I think he saw, like, hey, we need Terrence if we have any chance in, in this one. Like, no offense, RJ, who had – Five points, six rebounds, really active on the glass. Uh, he wasn't in the game when they made their big runs, but it made a big three uh, in the second half to start that. Um, and he also put Ty in there for Dane. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but they needed to, man. Uh, Dane was just not into that game. Ryan, more impressive win, UCLA or tonight? I'll let you take that. UCLA. I mean, UCLA is one of the top five teams in the country. I get it. Like, as far as the, the second half performance, the – epicness of the comeback um this one was pretty i mean the, the place was rocking tonight it was one of the the better environments I, i've seen i mean it doesn't top like iowa last year or, or some of these but uh ucla because of the quality of the opponent yeah. and that's a team that people are forecasting for the final four and the other thing i'll never forget about ucla is the crowd there man like, yes. like it was just insane how many illinois fans were there the national guys were talking about it the entire time chad uh, Matt, don't call me Max Nicholson, Brad, uh, is amazing at throwing the hip backside and the small side on screens for Northwestern. He's effective at it. <laughs> I will give him that, but he moves a little bit. That's a big body, uh, moving around there. He's big for them. Like, you know, Ryan Young and Pete Nance are gone and this is a better team. I think in part, especially defensively because of Matthew Nicholson and what he does, but he's hard to, to navigate those screens. He does. He does like to move that hip a little bit. Is it an art? I don't know. I, I don't think <laughs> the Orange cap. Crush, the, yeah, the Orange Crush and the Illini coaching staff definitely didn't appreciate it. There were many a timeout that Jeff Alexander and Brad were trying to explain to Brian Dorsey, Kelly Pfeiffer, what was going on. What did you think of Brad Underwood uh, actually saying a ref is good? I was shocked because uh, I asked you before again. I think Brian Dorsey's a decent ref, right? Because uh-huh. <laughs> like, I just don't think about him a lot, and I thought he was pretty good tonight. But Kelly Pfeiffer got it from the crush. I think he I, got he got it more than Northwestern players did. I think Dorsey's the one that threw him out of the Ohio State game last year. I think but he was asking for that, right? Like, he, he yeah, wanted that. I think so. I think so. But I, I know that he didn't maybe like the first one. He didn't like how Dorsey and, and his crew were refing Kofi. I uh, felt like Kofi was getting hacked, but. Yeah, Pfeiffer kind of deserves it. I mean, the the Trent Frazier, that's that's cash. The Coleman yeah. Hawkins tech. And- Pfeiffer and Courtney Green are not having a good year. No. Yeah. Sean, Ty Rogers becoming our best point guard. Preview of next year? I mean, <laughs> Jaden Epps has been pretty good. But yeah. uh, I know that he's more of a scorer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I We heard – I heard a lot this summer about how much point guard Ty Rogers is going to play. So I'm glad I'm just finally starting to see some of it because we haven't seen it up until this point, but, but isn't but, amazing. We are seeing good. I mean, the question about Ty, I mean, I know you and Tate went to a game and he's barely scores. Like the, the thing on Ty was like, you need to try to score more. Um, boy, he's getting confident at that, Derek. Just, just the takes the room. Some of those in the first half where, you know, 
Northwestern's making that run, and Ty Rogers makes a couple big buckets on that. What was that? Nine Oh run to tie the game at 14 um, back downs, taking some, some veterans on these back downs like that. That's another level. And then he, he can see the court incredibly well. And when you get those back downs, all of a sudden he does some of that Jalen Pickett stuff where he's tossing, tossing to Lou Goody for wide open three that just didn't go in. But man, we're, I'm excited about what he's going to be uh, already what he is, but yeah. what he's going to be is, is going to be fun to watch. Oh man. The, the growth from where he was earlier in the season, not that we've had forgotten who he was in high school, who he right. was to make team USA, but just to see it translate throughout this year. I mean, he, it's non-factor the first month, month and a half. Isn't that one of the funnest parts of this? Yeah. To, to watch a season. I mean, Matthew Myers' first nine games, and now he's like all Big Ten second. Like, if I would have told you that in, in late November, you'd been like, what the hell happened? Or Ty Rogers is like one of the most impactful players on this team now. That's the fun of a season, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, the confidence that Ty has offensively has been great. I think that his handle to go with his size is, is awesome. He's got great feel. Uh, obviously, the game has been able to – get to a standpoint where he's a lot more comfortable, confident, really good finishing all kinds of different angles around the basket. And he just plays with a ridiculous motor. So uh, if he ever gets that, even a mid range jumper, I, I think he's got everything that, that you could possibly want. And yeah, I shout out to someone on, I can't remember who it was on the comments. I think it was the last podcast we did that mentioned, could he be a Jalen Pickett type down the road? And I think you could see some of that. I don't know what Jalen Pickett's shooting numbers were as a freshman, but Ty's got a ways to go. I know Jalen's not oh, a great yeah. shooter. Um, he's starting to become one. Um, but just the way he plays, yeah, that physicality, that being able to see the court. And Ty's already a way better defender than, yeah. than Jalen Pickett. Like, um, I think Ty's got as high of a ceiling as anybody on this roster NBA draft-wise, yep. to be honest with you, if he ever finds uh, the offense. Dan, love the Diet Coke, Jeremy. More of a Coke Zero guy, but I take what is what is here – um, let's see here. OSU Arena can be insane. C two thousand five louder than State Farm. Not anymore. No, no. And Matt Sylvester not walking through that door. I mean, during the Thad days, man, they were elite, right? Elite, not elite. Brad Underwood term, really elite as, as, a, as program. a program. Yep, their team. Deboer, Deshaun talent. Thomas, all those guys. Uh, so I'm sure it was rocking then. I, I don't see it being. I haven't rocking. seen anything close there since I've I've been over there. Wasn't that our last game before last road game before the pandemic? It was Ohio State? Yes, I, I mean, that was, was Iowa's return. Yeah, I remember that was the first time I saw like a wash your hands. The coronavirus is here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Those signs week. that were in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, let's see. Early weekend starts have been tough spots for Underwood's crowd. Uh, Underwood squads, not at Indiana, man. They oh, showed up true. to that one. That's true. Penn State Jack at home was one of those. That was a gross era thing. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan is small ball the way going forward. Um, could be some. Yeah, it's it's matchup dependent. I mean, you know it's some nice. matchups you know you're gonna. Go you know it's nice, Derek. What's that? You can play matchup dependent. Yeah. Last year's team could. Yep. Like, that is what is great about this team is if Dane doesn't have it that day, you still have a chance, right? Because you, you yeah. can go small ball. Or if you're too small and you got to match up against somebody else, you can go big. Um, that's that's why this team is more versatile, and, and that was the idea of building the roster and the idea of why this team could have a higher ceiling than last year's team. I won't say two years ago, but a higher ceiling than last year's team. 
Yeah, I mean, that's been part of the formula is that this team's going to be far more adaptable, different ways to, to throw things at you, and they can just respond to different teams' strengths. I think that there'll be opponents where, you know, you can use Dane to beat them up inside, and they won't have the ability to 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 corral him on, on the block. He does need to get better because even if there are those circumstances, he needs to get better at facing the double team. He was really, really poor against it today. Uh, they got to work like a on that. Yeah, took a freshman big man, right? He did. And then defensively, you know, sometimes they're really effective when he sits and drop and he's got his length. And if you don't have a maybe a point guard on the other side that's that dynamic of a score, you can kind of shut down the, the surrounding off ball guys. But uh, just to be able to pivot to that small ball lineup and have it be effective tonight was was good. That's something they can they can do. Uh, Dan, last one we'll do here, Derek. Uh, what's the difference on days where Dane has it and the days where he doesn't? Is it just a strong double? I think it's a, a young, inexperienced player figuring this all out. Um, I, I, he'd been playing really well the last five games. I think he had four double-figure games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's uh, inconsistency of a, a young player. Um, you know, guys are going to have some bad games. And, again, that's where it's nice that Illinois has more depth. And, and Brad made this point, Derek. They played nine guys tonight. Uh, they haven't played nine guys. like con- con- I think they played ten with Lee, but they – Nine guys had, what, five-plus minutes in this game. That, that hasn't happened much during Big Ten play. So, uh, hopefully they can get deeper. Hopefully you can get Goody going in some of these. He had some good looks. Shots looked good, just didn't go in. Um, but he got options. For sure. Um, Dane, when, like, the first turnover, he turns and faces and tries to look like he's doing an and one mixtape move or something, yeah. and he kind of dribbles it off his foot or whatever happened. Like, he over-dribbles sometimes, and that's when things go wrong for him. Uh, Brad mentioned in the post game the one-handed passes, which he didn't like. Uh, he's he not just, a good passer yet. Like I, I know he's got the skill in him, but the decision making is not there. Yeah, yeah. I again, it, it could just have been the, the circumstance of a, a one-off game and didn't handle the double that well. And defensively, maybe didn't get noticed all that much because Nicholson wasn't a big factor. But He's had games where you, you don't throw it to him enough inside yeah. because he's that he's that good. He's powerful. He can spin and use both hands and he can score got, on trace, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just the the fine line for him of of choosing his skill but not being too fancy and not over dribbling and, and just kind of you know being on that on that yeah. side of it. So yeah, Brad kept telling him you gotta be more disciplined. Yeah. In, in, in a few more words. Um, so, yeah, he, he just need to be a little bit more disciplined tonight. But, again, it's first full real season. All right. Hey, thanks to all our YouTube live listeners and watchers. Uh, we appreciate all you guys, more than 200 guys, uh, people uh, on the YouTube stream. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for listening on the podcast as well. Give us a follow, rating, review, wherever you do that. YouTube people, uh, appreciate you. Give us a, a like and a subscribe uh, on YouTube as well. We got a lot to write tonight, so check it out at Alana Inquirer for all the latest on Illinois basketball. We'll have player grades. I think Derek's going to write about Terrence, and I think uh, Joey's going to write about freshman Sincere Harris. So everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.